Well, good morning. I hope everyone's had a great Thanksgiving and also continues to have a good Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, as you can tell, the B team's in here this morning and not just the JV, you know. When I was in sixth grade, sixth grade, you know, you had to play for the B team. You couldn't wait to get to seventh to play for varsity. So that's kind of like this morning. Not the worship, but the speaker, okay? <laughs> and so, um, so the B team's in here. Uh, Todd sends his love. Continue to pray for him and his family. Uh, they traveled for Thanksgiving, and uh, they'll be back, uh, I think, tomorrow. So please continue to pray for them. But I'm glad you came. I'm glad you came. Uh, we're going to continue the series of I'm So Blessed. I'm So Blessed, or I'm Blessed, as Todd's been speaking about these last two weeks. This morning, I am so blessed because the Georgia Bulldogs are going to the SEC Championship. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to throw that in. And afterwards, we'll have a moment of silence for all the Clemson fans this morning. <laughs> I just lost half our congregation. You realize that, don't you? <laughs> Clemson fans won't, won't hear anything else I said the whole time, right? Uh, but this morning, Ephesians chapter number 1, Ephesians chapter number 1. If you have your Bibles, if not, it'll be on the screen. Um, we're going to continue, like I said. I'm so blessed. And Rob, thank you for filling in for uh, Miss Cynthia. Thank you, worship team. You did a fantastic job. Make, you make preaching so easy um, to come in after you and I just... I love the worship, but because you went long this morning, I'm going to be short, okay? <laughs> so um, if you have your Bibles, Ephesians chapter number one. Um, we're going to be talk, continue talking about blessed. You remember Todd talked about, we began the series with, um, we're blessed through our trials or we're blessed through our troubles or persecutions, um, how God can really reach in there and do something great through our lives and in our lives through trials or troubles. Um, where we see uh, the book of James chapter number one. Uh, this week I had the unfortunate privilege to um, uh, work for the Allen Funeral Home for Kindle service. And I was talking to another teacher and uh, other, other folks that are affiliated with, um, uh, with the school system. And one thing that's through, uh, weaved through the whole theme is they're praying that God will do something good in the life of our teenagers through this. That good will come, you know, uh, weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning, right? And so we were just praying um, as a church and as, as a uh, board of education, so to speak, and as, our, as a community that uh, God will get the glory and uh, raise up something great um, from, a, from a devastating tragedy. And so we talked about how um, our trials can bring glory to God in some miraculous way. And also we talked about our physical blessings or um, uh, material blessings, so to speak, um, what Todd talked about and what Rob alluded to this morning about the roof over our head, the clothes on our back, the shoes on our feet, the food on our table, right? Talking about the blessings we can see. Do you realize some of the blessings that we um, own or possess that are unseen? Do you realize that this morning? A lot of the blessings, some of the greatest blessings we have in our life are unseen blessings. And so I want to bring that out in this Ephesians this morning. A lot of times, you'd have to agree with me this statement, a lot of times in our, in our culture, in a materialistic world, a lot of times we overlook the unseen blessings or the spiritual blessings for the ones we can see, right? I would just, for instance, I was, uh, um, took the boys out to the beach this weekend. I was reading a U.S. magazine or a, uh, a Us magazine or people. Don't I look like you don't read them magazines, okay? <laughs> Everybody's acting so spiritual. <laughs> Just calm down, take your guard off, okay? And I know all y'all keep up with Jersey Shore, so um, I seen that uh, I seen that the situation got a new Lamborghini. I mean, I seen that Paris Hilton ordered filet mignon for a dog. I mean, this is 
blessings, right? I mean, those, I, I just say that tongue-in-cheek, but those are the kind of blessings a lot of times we look at and they overshadow, so to speak. They overshadow, so to speak, our, uh, our spiritual blessings that, that, that are real blessings or that are legitimate blessings, but blessings that we do not recognize sometimes or we even take for granted. Would you agree with that statement? And uh, some, uh, most of the time we focus on the ones that we can uh, see and touch and just have right there at our so-called um, arm's length. And so, but this morning I want to take another um, avenue on spiritual blessings. And I promise I won't bore you. If I bore you, we'll all leave, okay? Starting with um, verse number one. And I'll, let me read this and get through this and we'll pick up our story. Starting with verse number one, we're going to... I want to dissect um, verses 1 through 14. I promise I'll be quick. We won't hit every verse. But I want, you, I want to get out the meat of this chapter. And if we just get one point like we did this morning, that's fine. You can take that home, put it in a sack lunch, and eat it later, okay? Number one, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. To the saints in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Spiritual blessings in Christ, what we're talking about. Verse number three, praise be to God the Father and of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in heavenly places or in heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. I want you to see that with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us, hmm, that's a good word this morning, he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestinated us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished. Some powerful words in here. This, mean, this, this morning just means we're blessed, okay? Um, that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to the good ple- his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ, almost done. In him we were also chosen, another great word, having been predestinated according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will in order that, he, order that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. And you also, listen to this, and you also were included. That's a good thing. You also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having believed, you were marked in him with a seal. That's a good thing. The promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance unto the redemption of those who are in God's possession, to the praise of his glory. This morning, I want to bring out the spiritual blessings out of Ephesians chapter number 1. We talked about the blessings of adversity. We talked about the materialistic blessings. This morning, we want to key on the spiritual blessings. 
particularly verse number 7. First of all, I see out of verse number 7, we are blessed because of the forgiveness of our sins. We are blessed because of the forgiveness of our sins. I want you to realize this morning that if you are a child of God, if you've received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, asked Him to forgive you, you are blessed because of the forgiveness of your sins this morning. Do you realize this morning that we owed a debt that we could not pay? Do you realize the Bible says that we've all have sinned and come short of the glory of God? Do you realize we could not satisfy God's just demands? In the book of Isaiah chapter number 53, the Bible says God satisfied Himself for us because we couldn't. Thank you very much. <laughs> I can tell you're into it. Um, the it, God satisfied His own righteous and just demands on our behalf because we couldn't. This morning, I want you to realize in here this morning, if you're forgiven, if you're a child of God, you are one blessed person. This morning, you are blessed. It's money couldn't pay for your sins. Enough education, enough status, your, your reputation couldn't. It took Almighty God to intervene on my behalf and your behalf to forgive you. Yes, you, ma'am. Yes, you, sir, of your sins. And you're one blessed person this morning. Let's give the Lord a hand. I'm glad somebody's excited this morning or glad they're forgiven. But I want you to see, sometimes we take it for granted. Sometimes we think it's just, you know, um, pixie dust or God waved a, a magic wand over us and we're all, you know, we're all of a sudden we're forgiven that, uh, you know, uh, uh, the slate's wiped clean. And it was just something easy. But this forgiveness cost. I mean, this forgiveness was not free. This forgiveness cost God His very Son. He bankrupt heaven to pay for our sins. I want you to see, I want you to leave, if you can leave out here with one thing this morning, God loves you. God proved His love for you in offering you full forgiveness and pardon of your sins. You get this a lot of times when you're talking to somebody about the Lord Jesus Christ. You, you ask them, well, would you like to pray and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? They say, yes, but I want to ask Him to forgive me my sins. But what about if I sin after I asked Him to save me? What about if you sin, you're going to sin? <laughs> you follow me? You, you're going to sin. I'm going to sin, right? But I got good news. I got good news. When the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross, He not only paid for what you've done and what you're doing, He looked beyond an eternity future and paid for what you're going to do. <laughs> that means if you sin after you're saved, you're still saved. Let me say it again. That means if you sin after you're saved, you're still saved because the sin debt has been paid in full. God washed the slate clean. The Bible says this. Yes, the Bible. I know it's just the Bible. But the Bible says this. Your sins are cast as far as the east is from the west. And God chooses not to forget. God chooses not to remember them. Somebody says God can forget. No, he just chooses not to remember them. Thank you. This morning, guys. I know it's silly, but I'm talking, uh, this morning I'm talking about 
you being blessed. Sometimes we look over at this person or this person. It does. It seems like um, it just. It seems like they sometimes the grass is greener over here, and it just seems like ours is withered and dead. But can I tell you this morning? If you're a child of God, if you're washed in Jesus' blood, if you asked Him to forgive you, you are one blessed person in here this morning. Because you know why? Listen, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. That's why it's called amazing grace. I couldn't do it, and you couldn't do it. The Bible says in the same book, Ephesians chapter number 2, verse 8 and 9, For by grace have you been saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You know why? Because he deserves the glory. He did it, and we couldn't do it. He did it for us. And, and this forgiveness, and I want to move on um, for sake of time, this forgiveness... There's some products wrapped up in this forgiveness. It just, just wasn't, boom, it was done. There were some things that have taken place and take place in people's life to accomplish or to accept this forgiveness. Number one, I seen in the forgiveness of God, I seen God's patience in our lives. If anybody knows about the patience of God, it's me. When I was writing this message, you know, I thought about, why well, tell them this. I said, no, I can't tell them that. They'll think I'm a thug. And then I, I, then I wrote something else. I said, well, I can't tell them that. I said, man, I ain't even got a message, you know. <laughs> but if, if, if somebody knows um, about the patience of God, I do know something about the patience of God. And I believe you in here know something about the patience of Almighty God. Paul, writing Ephesians, knew about the patience of Almighty God. I can remember, this story comes to mind. I can remember uh, as a young, I didn't get saved till later in life. I received Jesus in, uh, as my Savior around 1997. And so I didn't get saved till later in life. And um, I can remember um, my dad had a 44 uh, Ruger rifle when uh, guns were kind of a common thing in our house. We hunted and stuff like that. And um, live in a rural area. And so I can remember uh, just a boy thing, young adult thing, teenager thing. I was doing my own thing, just having a good time, needed some extra money. And I can remember I took my, uh, my dad's rifle and I went and sold it. And uh, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. I mean, I just absolutely lost my mind, you know, and I knew, you know, that was something that you, our family, you know, didn't put up with a line or my dad didn't, you know, go along with any line or, or stealing anything like that. And, um, and during this, just about that time, right after that, you know, I did that, just have a good time. Right after that, um, God changed my life. You know, I had a praying godly grandma and a godly aunt that was in our local church, and uh, they didn't give up on me. And I, I just, um, God got a hold of me uh, and changed my life, brought me into church. And, and so this was right before that. When I got in church, you know, I, I wanted to live right. I wanted to do the right thing. I, I wanted, you know, to be on the up and up, whatever you want to call it, um, goody two-shoes. I didn't care. <laughs> I, I just wanted to do right. And um, it seems like it seemed like after that, I'd, I'd see my dad. We'd, ride, we'd be riding down the road maybe, and my dad would mention to him or bring up. He'd say, you know, have you, have you seen that rifle? You seen my gun? And um, I'd say, no, Dad. You know, I didn't see My dad wasn't a very huge man. But he was wound very tight. <laughs> I want you. I, I just want you to. I'm just trying to paint a picture. I want you to understand what's going on. And you know, my dad wasn't the kind. It was like one, 
two. It was like, wham, you know. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't the kind of sit down and talk things out, what I'm saying. I mean, you know, and so, um, you know, I had, I had a lot of respect for him, and I always, you know, I knew that. <laughs> I tried to pull a Dr. Phil on him one time and talk about something. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Not good. He come from the school of hard knocks, and I guess he just ingrained it into us too. But um, so, uh, you know, it seems like when I'd seen that would come up, and I was and inside of me, since God changed my life, I knew it was wrong, and I knew it was wrong anyway. Whether I was a Christian or not a Christian, it was just wrong to do, and I had been brought up better. And... Um, or raised better, and so it just got the best of me. I mean, it was up to here, and I was I was just filled up with it. I couldn't take it anymore. And when I seen him, it just you know it just break me because um, I knew honesty is the right thing, and I knew I was supposed to be honest to my parents, and I knew I was supposed to honor them like that. So one day, me and Tara, um, we were just dating, I think, and we were maybe maybe afterwards, but we was just we was riding through town, and we had was going by my grandma's house, and I said, honey, I'm gonna have to drop you off here. And, um, I need you to wait here. I'm going to have to ride over to my dad's. It was across town to see him. And um, oh, I was dreading. It's one of them rides. You know? One of them things you know you got to do, but Lord, you're hating it. You're wishing for the best. You know? And he had other guns, so you know. <laughs> 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 and I'm thinking, you, you know, you're just wishing, you're just hoping for the best. You're just hoping for the best. And so I can still, I, I can still remember. I, I, Finally made over to my dad's house. I dropped Tara off, and I finally made over to my dad's. And I, I went into the side door, um, went through the side door, went through his kitchen. He was he was sitting there in his uh, recliner in the in the living room. And uh, by his by his recliner, there's a couch that comes out by the recliner. And I and I assumed he knew something was wrong because I was just really really a nervous wreck. I was just all just all over the place. I didn't know what was going to happen. And uh, I sat down, I, I come in, I sat down by my dad, and he was, like I said, he was in his chair, and I sat on the end of the couch, and by this time, uh, I, I, it didn't matter what was going to happen to me, I had, I had to be honest, and I had to do the right thing, because I, I knew that was right. And when I sat on the couch beside him, I said, Dad, I said, I know what happened to your gun. And you know what, he looked over at me like a father, and he said, Son, I'm not worried about that gun, and I and I explained to him everything, and I'm gonna tell you, he forgave me like a loving father, as only as a earthly loving father could. But do you know the Bible says this? The Bible says we as earthly fathers, if we know how to give good gifts, how much more does our heavenly Father know how to give give good give good gifts this morning? Can I tell you this morning? If you're forgiven, if Jesus Christ is your Savior, if God is your Father this morning, I, can I say you're one blessed person this morning? First of all, because I see the patience of Almighty God. God is very patient with us. Some of the ones like you, you may look at your life or my life, you say, man, uh, God needs to do something with them. Or even God can't even help them. You look, you've seen them <laughs> think I was that kind of person. But can I say, God in His loving kindness, God in His long-suffering can reach into a situation and put grace and heartache and turn it around and put forgiveness in somebody's life when you think there is no way. This morning, if you're forgiven, I want you to know you're blessed. No matter your economic outcome or how, whatever your portfolio looks like or your IRA, no, no matter what that looks like, 
No matter what side of your tracks you're living on, no matter what kind of job you are, if you're forgiven, child of God, you are blessed this morning. Sometimes we overlook it. We look over it. And some of the greatest blessings, we seem to minimize them as some of the least. That's good preaching, preacher. Y'all with me this morning? And so I see the patience of God and his forgiveness. I mean, you've heard the story. I'm glad I'm not God. I'm glad too. You know, I mean, because we we become impatient with, impatient. That's a better word. Impatient with people. I just, just recently, I I take our boys hunting. We go hunting and um, leave Tara and the girls here to do girly stuff. And so we go hunting with the boys and, um, you know, before, when we're leaving, they're all jacked up. You know, they're excited. They got all their camo, and they got their guns and their bow and arrows. I mean, they're all excited. Now, you know, I am too. <laughs> and so to me, see all their friends at the hunting club and just, uh, you know, they're, they're ready to go and just sitting on pins and needles. Can't wait till we get there. So we travel um, a couple hours, and we get there. And, um, you know, there's still just a lot of excitement, just, just thrilled and all. But uh, that morning, you know, we get up. We Get get all, all our warm clothes on before daylight. You go up to the stand. I let them climb the stand with me into the tree. And um, they, I got one on this side, one on this side, and I'm in the middle. And so before too long, it's five, we're 10 minutes, in, you know, five or 10 minutes. They're like, we hadn't seen anything. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then it's like, when we getting down? When we going back? <laughs> when can we go eat breakfast? And, you know, and it's it's five or ten minutes, and before too long, I said, y'all got, y'all got to calm down, y'all got to calm down, and they just cannot handle it, just wears them out, one goes, I got one on this shoulder, he finally goes out, one on this shoulder, they finally just, both on both shoulders, sound asleep, I couldn't even shoot a deer if it came by, you know, I mean, they got me trapped down, but the, the, the moral of the story is, I said all that to say this, they, they run out of patience, they can't take it, but can I say this, God's got all the patience in the world to draw a human being. God's got all the patience in the world to draw somebody he loves to him. He's patient and kind with us. Number two. Number two. Not only God see God's patience, but I see God pursuing us. This is what's a real mystery, and I'm... I'm hurt. This is what, a, what the real mystery to me is just amazing with God's amazing grace. The, do you remember in the book of John um, when God told the disciples, he said, guys, today we're going through Samaria. You remember? He said, today this is what we're going to do, disciples. He said, we're going through Samaria. And that was very unique or strange to them because the Jews couldn't stand the Samaritans because they was half-breeds. And what he would do, they would go all the way around the country to bypass the, the Samaritans because they thought they were good people. The Jews thought they were better than the Samaritans. And so Jesus, to prove a point, he said, Today, the King James would say, I must needs go through Samaria. Jesus, so meaning God purpose. This is what we're going to do. I got a purpose. I got a plan. He said, today we're going through Samaria. And there was one purpose they were going through Samaria. And that, you remember, was for the woman at the well. You remember this, right? The woman at the well, she was 
um, just, she, she, she had a lot of things going against her, right? Needless to say, she had lived a pretty tough life and a sinful life, the Bible says. And so what is, what's amazing to me, how in the world or why in the world would holy God want anything to do, surely with unholy man? You ever thought about this? Here's our holy God going to see a sinful woman. Really? You would have to agree with this statement. People outside our circle that do, that do not measure up to the standards that we think they should measure up to, what do we do most of the time? Huh? <laughs> you wouldn't admit it, but I would. What? <laughs> right? I mean, you know, we try to do our best to love people because Christ loves people, but our natural or normal reaction would be, please, it's okay, you can stay arm's length, but please don't get in my circle, right? I mean, we're not driving to their house uh, going out of the way to go hang out with them, are we? <laughs> That's honest, right? So, I mean, everything else I'm saying is honest too, but this is honest. <laughs> Jesus, so Jesus is proving a, a point to the disciples and us. He said, I'm going through Samaria today. He said, I'm going to see a woman that's had a tough time. And she's a sinner. But I'm going to show you, I'm, I'm, I'm just showing you disciples what I've came to do. I'm coming to seek and to save that which was lost. And when we see God pursuing this woman in her life, even in her sin, even in our sin, God is willing to intervene and get his hands dirty and get involved in your life, sir. I'm so thankful this morning. We're blessed because of God's patience. We're blessed because God pursues us. You know the Bible says this. This is just a Bible. I'm, I know it's, it says it says this. No man can seek God. God must draw him to him. Did you realize that? God draws a person to him. And that's what he was doing. He was coming to her because she couldn't come to him. Do you realize this morning God's brought you here or has, has brought us all here this morning just because of His grace, because His drawing power. Oh, we didn't just happen to come here. We may come for all different other reasons. But you know what? When I came, when I came uh, into church, when I got saved, the reason I came was to make my girlfriend jealous and think I was doing okay. Really? That's the only reason I came. I was going to make her say, yeah, I'm doing fine. I didn't even know what a Bible or hymnal was. Just as you are. Amazing Grace, I didn't know anything about that. I came to church because I was trying to make my girlfriend jealous. And you know what? God's drawing me to church to save me. You may come for different reasons this morning, but I promise you it's by Almighty God that you're under His Word because the devil surely don't want you to hear the truth. Number one, the patience of God, God pursuing us. Number three, and I'm, i got to close, is, that's what all line preachers say. <laughs> and just one more, i got to close. <laughs> I just want you to get your money's worth. God's patience, God pursues us, God protects us. Oh, when I look over my life, I'm just 34 now, but I, when I, as, I, yeah, I, as I look over my life, as the times I see growing up, 
how how accidents could just really happen, how things could have turned out bad. I, I see and I can trace the almighty protection of God. Do you remember in the gospel? Do you remember in the gospel where the woman caught in adultery? The guys bring her to Jesus. The guys bring her to Jesus. And they say, listen, Jesus, this woman's caught in adultery. He said, she needs to be punished. I mean, she's messed up. She's wrong. And he bends down, and he writes on the ground. And he says, okay. He said, that's fine. You, which are without sin, cast the first stone. And for some reason, they pack their stuff up and go home. The almighty protection of God was on her life. She could have died as a sinner. They had stones in their hand ready to kill her. Can I say this? You may not have to look far back in your life to see how God protected you from some maybe some unseen things that you don't know about or some things you say, well, God, I know without a doubt. We could probably give testimony after testimony this morning. I see how God protected my life. Last of all, and I'm done. We see the patience. We see him pursuing us. We see his protection. And we see his purchase. He purchased our forgiveness. Like I said before, we owed a debt that we could not pay. And God, on our behalf, my behalf and your behalf, paid the debt and purchased our life back from the grave, sin, and Satan and self. And as we saw, as we were singing this morning, he conquered the grave for you and me because we could not. And guys, this morning, I want you to realize if you have not asked God to forgive you of your sins, if you have not placed your faith in Jesus Christ as, as, as taking your place on the cross for the sins that you've committed, He will do that for you today. He can forgive you sitting right in the chair you're sitting in this morning. You have that opportunity as, they, as the um, worship team comes and sing, you have that opportunity to ask God to forgive your sins. And be a blessed child of God this morning. Number, number two and three was this. We are blessed because we are adopted. The, in, the same, in the same passage, it says as children of God, you are, you're, we are adopted into a new family. It's the family of God with God our Father. Not only that, we are blessed because of our, our inheritance. <laughs> you ever thought about this? We're blessed because our inheritance, you've probably played this game before, thinking, well, I wish um, if you could be anybody in the world, who would you be? You've played that game, right? And you get their inheritance, correct? And my brother just got back from Las Vegas this week, and his wife hit, um, his wife got a, had a big winning on Prices Right in Vegas. And, and, the, and the, um, the inheritance was good, but can I tell you this? The inheritance is pale, is nothing compared to the child of God living in heaven, eternally in heaven with God Almighty. You're blessed this morning. As they sing, let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for the time to be here this morning. I pray, God, we wouldn't overlook unseen blessings. I pray, God, we wouldn't overlook the greatest blessings in our life of being forgiven, of being free from the punishment that we rightly deserve, God. Um, We wouldn't overlook 
God, you pursuing us, your patience with us, you wanting anything to do with our sinful life is still amazing. God, may we not overlook that and get the entitlement mentality that we that we deserve something because we live in America or we deserve something because we're such and such. God, please help us not to have that mindset to realize, God, we were dead in trespasses and sin, absolutely hopeless and helpless without you. Yet you and your love and grace saw fit to love us and intervene. And God, as Paul said in the gospel, as Paul said in the New Testament, we're debtors to you because of who you are and what you've done. With all heads bowed and eyes closed this morning, I want to give you a response real, or give you opportunity to respond real quick. Say, preacher or Rob, I've never Never asked Jesus to forgive me of my sins. But I realized this morning that he's paid, took the punishment for what I've done wrong to save me. And he wants to be my Savior and my Lord, my God. God's satisfied with him. And when you set him as your Savior, he'll be satisfied with him in your place. Would you please pray for me, preacher? Just put your hand right up and put it right back down. I want to ask Jesus to forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. That's right. Put it right up. Put it right back down. I just want to pray for you. Wouldn't embarrass you. I see your hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? I've never asked Jesus to be my Savior, but I sure want to. Can I, can I tell you this morning, uh, on the authority of the Word of God, He'll forgive you this morning. The Bible said, Him that cometh to me, I will no wise cast out. Is there anybody else? Would you slip it up and put it right back down? I want to pray for you. Anybody else? Don't leave without your forgiveness. Forgive us of your sins. Anybody else? Well, if you've raised your hand, I want to lead you in a prayer and you ask Jesus to be your Savior. It's simply crying out from your heart, recognizing that He died in your place as Lord. He paid the sin debt. He was punished on the cross for what you've done wrong so you, could, so you could go free. And you could say, Lord Jesus, you could simply pray this. Yes, pray in your heart to Jesus. Lord Jesus, as you pray silently to him, I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my sins the best that I know how. And the best that I know how this morning by faith, I take you as my Savior from my sins. I ask you to take me to heaven when I die. I ask you to make me your child and put me in your family and be my Savior and Lord and Father. And I ask you the best that I know how to help me to live for you. And when I make mistakes, I pray you'd help me get right quick. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for forgiving us. In your name.